Come Holy Spirit, blow a fresh wind in our hearing, your word, your logos. May our hearts be set on fire anew. May we be renewed in relationship with you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Prepare, prepare the way of the Lord. That is what we hear in today's gospel. John going out into the wilderness. Just as a long ago prophecy confirms, God keeps his promises. You see, Luke is locating the story by naming all these complicated names. God bless Deacon Joe for getting them all right this morning. Luke locates John in the midst of these power players who are historical to confirm this is a real story, this is a real happening. In contrast, he has John not in the cities where these power brokers are, but as God's agent, he's found out in the wilderness where so many prophets before him have found God. The texts say the word or logos came to him, and then it was that he began to proclaim, prepare the way of the Lord. Some of us may find ourselves in various forms of wilderness or unknown territory this time of year. The wilderness is a place of transition, of waiting, of watching, of listening, it's the, it isn't what it was, but it's not yet someplace new. It can be a hard place, a lonely place. The Living Translation says, Then John went from place to place on both sides of the River Jordan, preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had turned to God and away from their sins in order to be forgiven. There is where John calls those whom have followed him out to a baptism of repentance, as foretold by the prophet Isaiah. But the fact is, and what we learn in the next few verses, is that John is looking for a true change of heart here. As we read in the next few texts, he tells those who came for baptism, and be prepared. He's not kind. He's not gentle. John was a rough guy. He says to them, you brood of snakes, you're trying to escape hell without truly turning to God. That is why you want to be baptized. First, go and prove by the way you live that you have really repented. And don't think you're safe because you're descendants of Abraham. That isn't enough. He goes on to call them to demonstrate their change of heart by their actions. For that is a sign of true repentance. He says, give your extra to the poor, to the hungry. Be honest in your affairs. 
well, that's all well and good, but how do we really truly make incremental changes? How do we grow in the way of love? That's our whole theme for Advent is walking in the way of love. And best intentions, you know, we can get distracted. I've heard it said, our lives change when our habits change. Some would say, just pick one habit you're going to change and do that for 90 days. What's that one thing that if you change that, there would be this contagion effect where other things would change and improve? Well, Advent itself, the word means to prepare. It means that we are called back to turn back to prepare our hearts for Jesus. So it might be a little bit of a good idea, even important to think a little bit about our habits, right? So how exactly do we prepare? Because preparation is needed in a lot of aspects of our lives, but I would say, especially in our habits, maybe in some of those habits that we often tend to overlook in our spiritual journey. There's a book, The Turning Point. Turning around is what John is calling for in his baptism of repentance. Turning away from whatever we've been doing and back to God. Can it really be that simple? Yes and no, because we know there is the lure of temptation always calling us back to whatever that thing is we're trying to turn away from. Well, here's a little visualization I found that might help you to consider where it is that you need to turn around or repent in this Advent season. I hope you'll find it gentle and kind because I think that is the way, the way of love. It's gentle and kind and compassionate. So imagine you may want to close your eyes if need be to help you to get into this visualization or not. But imagine there's a new neighbor in town that's moved next door. Imagine, in fact, it is God, the Word of God in the form of Jesus. God in flesh, the Logos, is moving in next door to you. Wow. Now imagine that for just a moment, he comes over to visit. When he comes, how do you feel? Are you excited? Are you, oh my gosh, I wish I'd clean the house? Do you immediately feel like you need to confess something to him? Do you immediately notice something in your house or in your life that you really need to change? What might that be? What is it like to have him in your house? The light of the world has come into your home. Nothing is in the dark. He is there with his love and compassion, shining his light on you and your home. Maybe he goes through the whole day with you. That light just encircling you protecting you, comforting you, guiding you. 
Now, I invite you to just, in particular, look at what you want to focus on, one area that you think you would most like to grow forward in. That area that, if you made that one thing, if you turned from that one thing to Him, if you entrusted that one thing to Him, it would bring a contagion of change. Because the reality is that the Logos, the Word of God, God in flesh, is in your world. He is in your life. He is in your heart. He is with you. God among us. The world is meeting Jesus. Better still, you are meeting Jesus. Prepare. Prepare your hearts this season, for you are about to meet the very word of God. Can you imagine a more important thing than making ready space for him in our hearts, in our lives, in our families, to take time and space for him? A young woman named Sarah Richards tells, I'm often prepared. But sometimes I'm prepared for the wrong thing. Last fall, I was blessed to be able to go visit my friends in Germany and spent time packing and thought I was ready. Then when I got to the train platform in Germany, I realized all the signs were in German and I didn't speak any German. Yeah. She said I was in my cute shoes and my comfortable outfit. But I had prepared for the wrong thing. I should have actually picked up a dictionary or downloaded an app on my phone so I could actually figure out where I was going. So I'm not always prepared in the correct way. Just like in my normal life, maybe I have my lunch ready to go in the morning and I have everything I need for the day but I didn't start my day with prayer. Or at Christmas, I have my tree up, I have all my gifts wrapped, but I haven't actually prepared my heart for Jesus. What about you? How good are you at preparing for what matters? How might you prepare more fully for Jesus? to enter your heart anew in this Advent season, in this Christmas tide. That is what this little daily Advent calendar is about. It's little prompts, little habits, baby steps towards holy habits that will help us make room for Jesus in our lives and in our relationships. Last week, one of the prompts on one day was to take a moment to do an act of kindness. I'm curious, did anyone follow the Advent calendar last week? I did. It really helped me go a little bit deeper underneath all the hubbub of this season. On one particular day, I found that I was rattled by the consumerism of the season and the busyness and the many, many things calling for my attention. And as I read that little block and it said, take five minutes 
and pray. Pray this prayer. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. As I did that, my blood pressure lowered. I began to breathe more easily. The harriedness of the day fell away, and I found peace in that simple phrase. Come, Lord Jesus. That is the meaning and the reason for this season. May we invite Jesus anew into our hearts as we say, Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.